This is our Christmas celebration service. We just try to put a little extra emphasis, a little extra fun into this service. And this Friday night, we're going to do something that we've never done before. We've never had a Friday evening service. But because of the way Christmas falls on our weekend, we're going to have at 6.30 this Friday evening, one of our two candlelight communion Christmas Eve services, Friday night at 6.30. And then this coming Sunday, a week from today, we will just have one 9.30 service. Does that make sense? So we're splitting the two Sundays because I know there's a bunch of people that as soon as they're off work on Friday will take off or Saturday morning will take off for the weekend to spend Christmas with everybody since uh, we're off on Mondays. Is that right? Christmas on Monday this week, next week. So uh, everybody will be taking off and not coming back till Monday night or Tuesday. So uh, we're trying to spread out, give everybody a, a different opportunity to come and to be a part of that. And uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been talking about all month the series that we're in, Peace on Earth. And if this is your first time here today, I want to, I just want to give a big welcome to you. And uh, I hope that God speaks to your heart today, that blesses you through this. And more than anything, that you walk out of here with more peace than you had when you came in. Because that's what this series is all about. When Jesus was born on this earth, God said, you're going to have peace because of this person. Peace because of this kid. Not that he's going to dole it out to you, but because you have him in you. Because you live for Christ, you get to have peace. And when you look back over uh, my Christmases in my life, you know, it's, it's amazing that when I was growing up, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And because of that, we never talked about, we rarely talked about Jesus. Usually it was when somebody said something with Jesus's name in it and you got corrected because you could say everything else, but you couldn't say that Jesus name, you know, that not, not the way we were saying it. You couldn't say that. It was, that's pretty bad. And, but we never sat around. And like I think about nowadays, like at our house, we spend what a different world my kids are growing up in. We spend the first thing every Christmas morning, we sit down with uh, my wife fixes some monkey bread and some sausage, some type of sausage casserole stuff. We sit down with that and some either apple cider or, you know, all this good stuff, hot chocolate, all that kind of stuff. And we light a candle. Each one, We have a center candle in the middle, and that represents Christ being born on Christmas Day, um, traditionally. And then we each light a candle and just tell what God's done in our life, what he's speaking to us, what we're thankful for. We, nothing programmed, but just try to convey what's going on in your life. And it just gives a little time before everybody freaks out, rips all the Christmas presents off and screams all because there's no batteries and you have to put it together and all that kind of stuff. Wrong size, wrong color. Before all of that happens, is that, that's not just me then that that happens to Okay. Before all of that happens, we start with it all calm. And then we read the Christmas story and we pray and we go, okay, who's ready to open Christmas presents? And that's where we start with our family. And I think about that, just how different that is from the way that I grew up. How how many, let me ask you this. Can you think of right now, can you think of your best Christmas present that you ever had growing up? Can you immediately think of that? Is that, is that an easy one for you? I grew up really poor and so I remember when my dad got this really good job about fourth or fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and somewhere around in there. And he got this big raise a couple of months before Christmas. And I got my best Christmas present ever. I'll show it to you right here if we have a slide of it. Oh, yeah. That was my Indianapolis 500 off-road monster truck car. All rolled into one. And I remember, I remember... All the ruckus at like 
one in the morning. I'd already been asleep for a couple hours. And I was, like I say, third or fourth or fifth grade, somewhere around in there. And I remember coming in and they just had this giant box in the living room and they ripped it up and they said, go to bed. Like, okay. And I went back in my room, but where my door was, I could see the living room. And I was old enough to know that if I kept the light off in my room, I could keep that door open about that far and watch. And I watched for about three hours as my dad figured out that what he bought was not assembled. And he had to put the cabling on and the wheels on and the seat on and the steering wheel on and all of that kind of stuff. And griped the entire time, just like I do now. When I open the box, I'm like, you got to put this together. What does it cost to have somebody put this together? We'll just pay it, okay? Are y'all with me on that? Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth 50 bucks to lose my salvation on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Woo, I feel like I'm preaching now. I'm getting some shouting going. Y'all are with me on this. Well, it, it is one of... It, now, that, that go-kart, obviously, in that, that killer hairdo and riding barefoot, that's just the way you did it in the 80s, all right? And uh, that was my greatest... Christmas gift that I've ever got. I can, I mean, as a kid growing up, I got BB guns and all that kind of, that was my favorite. I have scars to this day because of that vehicle right there. No row bars, no wheelie bars, no shocks, but it jumped, it rolled, it went in water. That's where I learned to work on a single cylinder engine right there. And I'll tell you what else I figured out. I figured out that there was a little thing called a carburetor back there. And then you could rev it up. When my dad was working on it, you could like push the spring. And it was like, oh. So, so he walked out and I walked over to all of our fishing gear. And I grabbed the fishing string and I tied it on that little carburetor piece. And I ran it up under the seat and tied it right by my leg right there. So I drive up, I'm going down the road, and one of my friends pull up beside me on a motorcycle or whatever, and they're like, see you, slowpoke, and I'd reach down and go, and pull that string, and that go-kart would take off. But I didn't realize as a kid that it was set that way because it was air-cooled, it wasn't water-cooled. And if you ran that little string for about 10 minutes straight, that little black thing on the back of the engine would melt together. Did you know that? Yeah, there's reasons people do things like that, engineering and all that kind of stuff. But as I come to today, as I think about the last 20 years of my life, what I think about, and not because I'm in church, the greatest single gift in my life is what I get from having a relationship with Jesus. That's more than anything what I want to pass on to my kids. Like, I want them to be successful. I want you to know how to convey your feelings and how to talk and keep your temper. And I want you to be successful in business and marriage and relationships. And all. I want all of that too. But can I tell you that all of that is worthless to me if I don't give them the single greatest gift I've ever had in my life, which is my relationship with Christ. Still haven't figured out how to put a string on Jesus and give a little extra gas every now and then. Still haven't figured that out. But what I have figured out is that he, the gift that he gives me from having a relationship with him is what we're talking about this month. That gift of peace has changed every single thing in my life. When everything's going nuts, have you ever had everything go nuts? You know, this is officially the nuts month. More people go nuts from Thanksgiving to Christmas than all 11 months combined. This is the nuts month. And when you go nuts, it is great to understand, hey, besides all of this stuff, 
I can take a walk, take a breather, and I can realize that Jesus Christ in my life changes all of this. Amen? Listen, listen to what Jesus said. This is exactly from his wording. John 14, he says this, I'm, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Can somebody say amen on that? And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. Let me say that one more time. The gift that Jesus gives, the peace that Jesus gives, the world cannot give us. It's just not possible. And then he goes on, and here's some of the fruit from it. Here's what you get from it. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid. That's what comes with it. No matter what you're going through, you don't have to be troubled. Have you ever had a troubled night's sleep this week, (laughs) this month? You, You don't have to be. You can rely on the relationship that you have on Jesus and have peace. Because he gives a gift that $500 million cannot buy you. He gives the gift of peace within. And so this morning, I want to go really quick, and I'm going to give you some of the, some of the things that happened. We, all month, we've been talk, we talked about Jesus' birthday. We talked about him being born and all the prophecies and the stuff that happened during that. We talked about, last week, we talked about the entire Bible. If you missed that, you need to go watch it. We went from Genesis to Isaiah to Revelation 21 and 22. We covered the entire Bible in 30 minutes last week. But this week, I want you to understand that because of all of that peace, because of the peace that we're talking about and reading about this morning, there's some other things, some benefits that come from that that you may not have noticed yet that you can have, or some of us, some of you already have in your life. Are you ready for this? You ready? So number one is this gift. Number one, I have some gifts down here. I'm going to illustrate this with. First one is this. It, the peace that Jesus gives allows us to find peace with our past. Now, there's about three or four of us that really need that in here. The peace that comes from Jesus allows me to not struggle with my past that I've been through in my life. And and, and I have a little gift here that kind of can symbolize that. One of the things that, as I think about that, I'm going to get rid of all this. How many of you love this kind of stuff? Do you have one of those relatives that uses uses an entire package of this on every gift? I'm like, I should have bought stock in that. So here, here is, what is all of this? I got to figure out what all these gifts are. Okay, so this is symbolic for me, finding peace with my past. This would be, if I could give a gift to my past, you know what I would do? I would write myself a letter and I'd send it to, think about it real quick. If you could write your past self a letter. What age would you send it to? Because if I sent it to 15, I was way too dumb back then. I wouldn't have said this is fake or something like that. But if you could write yourself a letter, what would you tell yourself? You don't have to say it out loud. (laughs) No names, please. (laughs) Don't get in a relationship with that person. You know, like, not that. What, What could you tell yourself that would change your life? I'd probably, you know, I gave my life to Christ at 23. I'd probably go back to about 25, give myself a couple of years to get my, my bearing and understand what's going on. And I would, I would write myself a letter to have peace. As I was thinking about what, what peace does or what God's peace does in my life, it allows me to settle all those mistakes that I did back then. All that stuff that when I didn't trust Jesus, even after I was a Christian. And I'm talking like my past from this day backwards. The mistakes I've made since I've become a Christian. Any Christians identify with that in here? Any Christ followers? 
we all do that. And the peace that comes with Jesus allows me to live at peace with my past. To not have to worry about that. You know, Jesus came for you to not struggle with your past. He came and he said, hey, I've already forgiven you. Isn't this great? I've already forgiven you from your past. Don't worry about it. Don't try to smuggle your past into your future, okay? Don't, don't try to bring it with you. Allow Jesus to forgive you and you can live at peace with your past because Jesus took care of it. Amen? You can have peace going into Christmas. Here, I'm, I'm going to write myself a letter real quick. This is my... Y'all can just pretend that this is you writing yourself a letter. God is always. I have terrible handwriting, by the way. Here's my letter. Have peace. God is always with you. Those, those nights that I'm freaking out because I can't do my job. Hey, Relax, have peace. God is going to be with you as he's always been. He's going to help you work through that. In my relationship, when it's not going the way I want, want it to go, yeah, I need to work hard. I need to get better at it. But through all that, I can have peace because God's with me. Amen? I don't, I don't have to worry about that. So I'm going I'm to seal this up real quick. Send myself. Here's the gift that we're talking about. And here's what's great about that. Let me look in here. I've got a couple of little things that I want to emphasize. Um, I have a couple little gift cards I just want to give out to somebody in this room today. In fact, here's what I'm going to do. Colson, can, can you help me out? Colson, you get to play Santa for just a second. This is just because we're giving gifts today. Symbolic of Jesus giving us um, a gift. Why don't you keep one of those and find somebody that's not your friend, you know, your buddy, not my son, to give the other gift to. How about that? Sound great? Yeah, there we go. There we go. No? Y'all are way too nice. I thought there would be people flagging them. Hey, like over here. You didn't know it was a $500 gift card in there, did you? Yeah. Or, or a $10 Chick-fil-A gift card. I don't know. It's just a, it was one of those. Let me just tell you, by having a relationship with Jesus, the peace that he gave us from being born is that we can find peace with our past. Amen. Listen, in fact, here's what I love about this. Here's what I love about this. Jesus can take your can take your past and he can rewrite it and it can be part of your ministry. Did you know that? Jesus take your past and it actually be part of your ministry. How you help other people come to know Jesus is because of the junk you went through yesterday and backwards. L listen to this. How many remember the... The guy that was, had all the demons in him. This is one of the craziest scriptures you'll ever hear on Christmas. But Jesus and the disciples row up on the island, row up on the shore. And this guy comes out. He's completely naked. He has chains on him where he's broken loose. He's screaming and hollering. He's, he's freaking out. And he has demons in him. And they come up to him and the demons start speaking to Jesus. Why have you come before the time is right? Jesus told him to be quiet. He cast the demons out. That's where he cast them into the pigs. The pigs run over the cliff, all that. But the story goes that the guy wanted to go. What, the, the disciples clothed him. They put their clothes on him. They help him out. They start feeding him. And he says, I want to follow you. How many have been in that spot like where Jesus saved you from something big and you go, I'm, I'm with you forever, dude. I'm with you forever. That's what this guy was. I, I want to follow you. And you know what? Jesus said, no, you can't follow me. Now you can follow me. 
with your heart, but not physically. And it's a great example. I read this years ago and I was like, that's me. I can't follow Jesus physically, right? He's not here anymore. But my spirit, my heart, I want to follow him and listen to what Jesus told the guy that was demon possessed now in his right mind. Here's a little encouragement for him. This is what he says. Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how, how much Jesus had done for him. That, that's Jesus taking your past and making it part of your presentation in your ministry, right? Just go tell Jesus how, go tell the people how messed up you were. Just don't forget the big part, how Jesus saved you and what all he did for your life. You understand, like, don't be afraid of your past. God wants to use that. If it didn't kill you, God wants to use that for your future. Amen? And if I could tell myself, just relax, have peace. God is always with you. God is always with you. But number two is this. How about this? Number two, the gift that God gives us. This is a big one on the ground. Oh, that's heavy. Is to live with peace in your present. Live at peace in your present. I love this. I'm going to read you this. Jesus said in John 7, he said this. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is, everybody say is, let anyone who is thirsty in the present right now, come to me and drink. Jesus brings peace so that you can have peace now too. You know why this message is so important to me? It's so important to me because I feel like it was important to Jesus. Jesus wants to bring us peace for eternity, right? That's, that's great. But I'm not in eternity right now. I'm in right now, right now. I need peace for right now. Amen? Jesus said, I want you to understand if you're going through the troubles of life, if you're going through stress, if you're going through anxiety, if you're going through things that are not peaceful, I want you to understand that you can come to me and drink. You can come to me and have peace. Let's see, inside this little gift, anybody thirsty? Because I have one of the greatest gifts I have some sweet tea here, and Jason, you want to help me out? If you want one, you can have one. If not, I just want you to play Santa and hand them out. How about that? And you may look around because you may get some hands on this one since it's sweet tea. It's still cold, too. Nope. There you go, playing Santa. Way to go. Everybody give Jason a hand. He looks super excited today. Thank you, Jason. You're the man. Hey, I, I want it to be interactive today because I don't want you falling asleep. I want you to get that Jesus will help you to find peace with your past. And he has given you peace for your present right now. The gift of Jesus is not just for eternity. It's not just for heaven. Not just for way, 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 way in the future. It is for all time. It is for the past, the present, the future, and eternity. Amen? The, the third gift is this. The third gift is allows us, Jesus' peace allows us to have, prepare for peace in our future. To prepare for peace in our future. Let me, let me look in gift bag. So I'm making a big mess up here. Huh, it's another, I didn't pack all of these. 
Ooh, a couple more cards. Let's see what's in here. So if we have peace for our future, what that kind of looks familiar, doesn't it? It says, have peace, God is always with you. But I thought we wrote that over here. Right? I pulled a little Chris Angel on you, didn't I? Don't y'all love it that my comedy level is about a six on a 10 scale? It's just above dad jokes right there. But the reason I did this is because, do you know, just like I would love to receive a letter from myself today that says, hey, you wrote this in your past. You wrote this in your past, or you wrote this in your future for your past. You wrote this, maybe when, I was, maybe when I was 60, I wrote it to my 48-year-old self to remind myself to have peace, that God's always with me. There's nothing, even taking my life, that's the greatest the world can do. And I can live with peace at that because God's always with me, right? So if, I, if this letter is to represent exactly, find all this stuff, is exactly what this is. Over and over and over and over and over. God wrote you a letter from the future about the past for you. God wrote you, listen to what he did. And I'm just going to give you a quick example. But I could go all through scripture of people that he constantly reminded. I've already written about this. I've already written about this. I've already written about this. You're asking for it, but I've already written about it. You're wanting to know the answer. I've already written about it. You're wanting peace, but I've already told you you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like in Deuteronomy 31, I'll just give you an example. To Moses, this is what he said to Moses. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. But here's why. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, never forsake you, right? Have peace. God's always with you. He's already written that for our future. You with me? But Joshua, who was his right-hand man, who was his commander-in-chief, Joshua, when Moses died, guess what? Joshua's like, man, I'm kind of scared. I don't know about all these armies. I got to take over. I got to step up in my job, and I got to listen to God and follow God, and then people are going to follow me. And this, this, this is what God said to Joshua, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Here we go. See if this sounds familiar. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Did he not just tell Moses that like 40 years before? Now he's telling Joshua that. And then you read over in Hebrews and guess what he says? Y'all already know this, don't you? Hebrews 13, 5 says this. God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Now let me just say, if you have to have a handwritten letter from yourself from 20 years in the future, you may be out of luck today. Or come to me and I can tell you how to do it where nobody knows how you did it. But if you'll listen to God today, listen to his spirit on the week of Christmas, you'll understand that everything he has done already in the centuries and the millennium of talking to people like me and you and reminding us the same peace that he talks about in God's word is for you. So when you go tomorrow and next month and next year and you struggle with something or you have problems or anxiety or whatever, you stop for a second and you go, hey, hold on, hold on. It's not a letter from my future, but it's for my future from my past. 
God's word says that he will never leave me, that he will never forsake me, that he is always with me. He told me not to be scared. He said to be strong and courageous because with him, I can do all things. And you keep reading God's word and reminding yourself that God has already said it and already said it and already said it, that his peace is for you. Amen. This gift that he gave us is for our past, our present, and our future. And the last one, the last one is this. How about number four? To make peace with your maker. That's what the gift of Jesus' peace does for us. It allows me to make peace with my maker. If Jesus hadn't have been born and given his life for us, and raised from the dead, if those things hadn't happened, I would still have to fight and struggle to have peace with God. I would still have to make sacrifices. I still have to do the letter of the law. But Jesus said, because I've come, God in the flesh, that, that what Pastor Michael was talking about, Emmanuel, that means God with us. Because of that, I'm able to make peace with my maker. You know the hardest thing for me the night that I got saved was me. I was at a party at my house, big college party. Not a good thing. I remember the fights broke out. There's about 50 or 60 people there. Was, and I remember getting off, running everybody off, telling them it's over, turn off the light. I got in my, I had a $500 vehicle. I got in my old $500 car. You could look through the floorboard and see the gravel parking lot. It's a high quality vehicle right there. And as I began to talk to God, as I began to like cry and I was arguing and yelling and all this, what kept stopping me was who I am. Like I know the things I've done. I like, I know how scummy I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I know my sin. I know my mistakes. I didn't know this, but I knew my mistakes. And that was keeping me from coming to God because I thought I'm not good enough to come to God. But what's amazing about the, the, the couple of years before that as my Christian cousin was taking me to lunch and trying to work in, hey, God's got a plan for your life, Scott. I'm like, don't start the Jesus stuff. And as he would share those things, he would remind me from time to time. Remember, you don't have to do anything to get God to forgive you. He's already forgiven you. You just have to go, okay, I'll receive that peace. He, he's already died on the cross. He's not dying again. Do you know that? He died for all of us. He's, you don't have to be good enough. In fact, the Bible says that he actually came for people he considers sick. <laughs> and I would have considered myself bad sick. And that night in that vehicle, I've told that story many times, just back and forth between me and God and making deals and praying and bargaining and then taking it back. Okay, that wasn't right. And trying to just figure this all out. I realize that it's Jesus that gives me the permission to get right with my maker. He opens the door. It's Jesus that gives me the open door to make peace with my maker. And I just want to tell you, if you're in the position in your life that you need to make peace with your maker. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is say, yes, that's what I want, Lord. The, in fact, this ugliest gift of all, Jesus doesn't always come the way we think in our lives. But this 
is what I had to learn that night in my vehicle. There was going to be no bargaining with Jesus. It was already done. There was going to be no deals made, no me telling him how it's going to happen. I may or may not go to church. I don't really like church people. That was one of my deals. And you know what he just kept saying to me? All that'll work out. All that'll work out. All that'll work out if you'll do this. If you'll just surrender. You know what the white flag means. It just means surrender. The only condition to living for Christ, to receiving all of this that we've talked about, is just surrendering to him. Listen to this scripture. Colossians 1 says this. At one time you were far away from God and were his enemies because of the evil things you did and thought. But now, by means of physical death of his son, God has made you his friends. Here's why. In order to bring you, holy, pure, and faultless, into his presence. Christmas, Jesus being born, one piece of the puzzle, him dying and coming back to life, those together give us peace in every area of our life. In our past, our present, future and allows me to make peace with my maker would you mind me praying for you this morning if you close your eyes and if you're in this room you say scott i need to make peace with my maker today december 17th 2017 i want to open my life i want to surrender to jesus and let him be my lord and my savior i don't understand it don't know how it happens but if that's what god's word says that's what i want to do if that's you today i want to pray for you I want to pray that as you make that decision, that God would help you. If that's you, right there where you sit, when I pray, will you just tell him, say, Lord, that's me. That's me. From this day forward, I surrender to you. Jesus, we love you today. We're so thankful for your love for us. We're so thankful that you've given us peace in every area of our lives. That by having a relationship with you, I don't have to worry about my past or my present my future. You give me peace throughout. So Lord, I I pray today for those in this room that need to make a decision for you, that this Christmas celebration service would be the highlight of their life, not because of the incredible music, not because of the message, but because at the end of the day, they surrendered their life to you. And those that are saying today, that's me, that are opening their lives and surrendering to you, Lord. I pray that you would do what your word says, that you would forgive them of their past, that you would make them a new creation from the inside out, begin to change their thoughts and their heart and their motives, begin to show them your way and show them that that peace that you gave thousands of years ago is still here for us today to live in, to walk in. Jesus, we thank you so much for never giving up on us. Thank you that your word says that you never surrender, that you never give up, that you never leave us, that you're constantly faithful. That is what gives us peace. It's in your name that we pray.